Welcome to the Dismantle Racism Show, where our goal is to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. We really do want to create a world where racial equity is the norm. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. Today, we are going to be talking about the physics of dismantling racism. But before we get started, I want to invite us into our breath time to center ourselves, to be prepared for the conversation at hand. Because anytime we are engaged in work like dismantling racism, we always need to find our grounding and we need to center ourselves and we need to be fortified for the work that we have to do. So the reason why I practice this breathing exercise on every show is to help you to understand that anytime you are engaged in conversations that may be difficult about racism, all you need to do is find your breath to center, to ground yourself, to go within, and then to continue the conversation. So if you would, for a moment, quiet down, center, close your eyes, and take a moment to find your breath to tune into that which gives you life. Take a moment to connect with divine wisdom and your sacred intelligence. And your sacred intelligence is that divine part of you that helps you to make intelligent choices. Breathe in the knowledge that these choices manifest your greatness while helping others to manifest their greatness. And as you breathe in and out, remind yourself that you are loved and that you are love itself. Breathe in and out the knowledge that you are part of a shared humanity and carry within you the power to heal and to be a part of changing the status quo. Breathe in and out. Acknowledging the power of one contributes to the power of community. Now take a deep breath in, sigh it out, and let's begin today's discussion. Racism and its complexities are continuously unfolding and being deciphered. To discuss racism, to try to dismantle racism, we have to be able to have like a cultural understanding of what's going on. And sometimes we have to uh, be engaged in the nuances of dismantling racism. Things that we may not often see that, that are not so obvious to us. We have to look at it from every angle And who knew that we could think about looking at racism from the perspective of physics? My guest today, the brilliant Jennifer Huff, will help us to understand how we can use physics as a way of engaging in such an overwhelming task to know that it really is possible to dismantle racism and to dismantle it in ways that we can understand it. Maybe some people understand it the way I teach it. Maybe some people understand it the way Jennifer teaches it. Maybe they understand it in other ways. 
But there's a way out here for each of us to begin the process of dismantling racism. Jennifer's work is not specifically about dismantling racism, but it just goes to show that whatever we are doing in life, we can figure out how to create racial equity for everyone. All you have to do is to rely on your own knowledge and expertise and your own uniqueness. And that's what our guest today, Jennifer Huff, does. Jennifer is the president of The Wide Awakening, and she's the author of a new book, Unstuck. I cannot wait. It's coming out uh, in the next few weeks, actually, or days. And she's the founder of the largest integrative nutrition practice in Canada. And she founded the first mentorship program for complementary entrepreneurs over two decades ago. Jennifer really is an expert in practical applied physics. She's mentored doctors, executives, and thought leaders globally. And her passion is to make physics practical after working with mystics, scientists, and shamans from eight different countries. There is so, so much that I could say about Jennifer. But I first want to welcome you to the show. And then I want to add a personal experience about engaging in work with Jennifer. Jennifer Huff, my dear colleague, my friend, welcome to the show. So, so blessed to be here, Dr. Tara Lynn. I am just, I'm excited to have this conversation, honestly. It's, it's such an important application of the area that I, you know, for which I have such passion. So such a, such an important application. Yes. So I want to start, um, I I wanted to really cut your bio short because there's much more that I can say about you. Uh, And often I like to leave the time for the bio for us to really discuss this important work because Mm -hmm. you're phenomenal and they can find you all over Uh the place. But there is one thing that I want to share by way of who you are Mm -hmm. as a teacher. So in 2020, right before COVID happened, in fact, it was a week before we shut down. So COVID was probably going on and, you know, uh, I, so I want to say before the shutdown, not before it happened. Mm-hmm. I had the awesome privilege of attending a workshop. Here's what's amazing. We never know what's coming around the corner for us. Mm-hmm. But the bio that I would give for you is about being a teacher of expansion. And I'm actually getting chills as I'm thinking about this. Because the experience that I had with you that weekend of helping me to expand who I am as a total being, because I'm a pastor of a church, mm-hmm. but I'm also an entrepreneur. Yeah. And sometimes learning to weave those two things together. Yes. Um, and to bring that out into world into the world is sometimes difficult to do. Yeah. But here's what you did in your brilliance. You talked about physics, but you also kept saying God, universe, or whatever you choose to call 
it. Mm-hmm. So one thing is, is that what you did was you were saying there are multiple ways that we can talk about physics and God and mm-hmm. universe. That was yep. one thing. Yeah. And you did it seamlessly. Thank you. It was brilliant. But the other thing that you did, Jennifer Huff, in talking about expansion is you gave me the thinking around how to expand the best of who I am to do the work that I do without Mm -hmm. leaving parts of it out. Yep. And I did not know it at the time because we didn't know we were going into a pandemic. Right. But I started thinking about, okay, how can I expand? Right. So from there, I started expanding in terms of offering prayer time with Dr. Terrell thinking about how do I bring that in? And I came back to dismantling racism because it was something that I had talked about for years Mm -hmm. and I knew that a part of what I'm called to do now is to talk about the wounds of religion but then between the pandemic and George Floyd and then being with Jennifer Huff not just that weekend but it was there was a follow-up weekend yep as well Mm -hmm. to do the work of dismantling racism in terms of bringing again my full self into the work that I do. Now, mind you, there are other people who've encouraged me along the way too. So for of those of you who are listening, I don't want you to say, I've been telling you that as well. <laughs> but there's a way, Jennifer, in your teaching of physics, mm-hmm. in your teaching of dancing with the universe. And I'm telling this story because I want the people who are listening to know just how phenomenal you are as a teacher and that's the bio that I would get I read your bio just because that's what we do but I want people to understand who they're listening to today as you're talking about physics and opening our mind to it your words mean so much to me Dr. Terrilyn thank you so much for sharing that first and foremost I'm I'm touched and honored that I could be any part of your expansive ridiculous amazingly influential life. And I must say that I think that comes from a foundational piece within me that I'm always looking for the common threads amongst us mm-hmm. and, and a common thread from, I was looking for, I'm going to call it the highest common denominator. Mm-hmm. I was looking for the highest common denominator that brings us all together. Some factor that transcends, uh, transcends what we look like, how tall we are, you know, any factor that one might, one might separate, you know, where we live, et cetera, et cetera. No matter where we are, we have several things in common. COVID is one, you know, that is the equalizer of all equalizers. Mm -hmm. However, we also have physics. We, you know, one might think, what does that have to do with anything around dismantling racism, but, and it has everything to do with it because this, the smallest particles, you know, the, the, the basis on which this human three-dimensional form exists, that basis is actually such a powerful, uh, it's, it's so incredibly, uh, 
foundational to who we are. Mm-hmm. And in this, in this interview, in this conversation, I want to make sure that you and I come to a place where it's so clear that if we don't understand physics, we actually don't, we, we actually won't be as productive, as effective, as far reaching as we possibly can be. And my mission on earth, which is probably why I love you, <laughs> my mission on earth is to help those people that feel as though they're the, they're part of the heaven on earth construction crew, you know, to mm-hmm. help that, that know that they're a piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that to be able to understand the deepest way we can affect change that we can af- affect it and you use the word word exponential yeah. we can and expansive we can exponentially synergistically cause a shift that's beyond the linear mind-based model mm. and so, so for me that's so what physics does and i want you to talk about that we're gonna we're gonna take a break and i want mm. you to come back and I want you to break it down. Mm. Oh, us, can't wait. Because, because you definitely have to break it down. See, I had the privilege of having a whole weekend with you. And we don't mm-hmm. have that, that privilege this morning. But yeah. I do want to say the way that you talk about this is that you use, you, you mentioned this common denominator. You use language, even, even language that I use in my Christian teaching. You mm-hmm. use that same language, but yeah. you had a different sort of tweak to it. And what I, what I thought about in that weekend is that if we, if we just open our minds up to the different ways that we communicate and express, we can hear what people say across the divide, because often we're saying the same things. Yep. We just need to listen. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back so that Jennifer can really begin to break it down for us. Uh, in ways that we can receive it in the few minutes that we have together. So we'll be right back with my guest today, Jennifer Huff. This is the Dismantle Racism Show, and we'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. We are back with my guest, Jennifer Huff, who was talking just before the commercial about the physics of dismantling racism. So Jennifer, I want to just give you a moment to to help our audience understand, break it down for us, some of the variables and characteristics that cause change to happen. How can we think about physics and how it helps us with dismantling racism? You have to unmute yourself, Jennifer. (laughs) You know, one of my really good friends, his name is Nigel Seal. He was uh, fundamental to launching uh, Earth Day. And uh, he's part of a team of people that did that. And they traveled all over the world and made connections. So Every time I am interested in working with someone who is creating a movement, which for me, this is the definition of a movement is something that it benefits all includes all no matter what happens. It's not against anything, but it is for something so big that it includes all. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that he shared with me is he said uh, a huge thing about creating movements is that the timing has to be right. Yes. Right. He, people have to be asking, they have to be picking up what you're putting down. Right. Mm. So they have to be asking for what you're up to the second variable. And you do this so well, Terilyn, like so well. And that is that it's constantly about being for something. Okay, so that's a second variable. Now, this is about creating a movement. This isn't about physics, but everything I'm saying right now is going to feed into the conversation about physics. So you have to be for something. That takes a lot of guts and a lot of vulnerability and tremendous courage because when you're really up to something in the world, you're going to be faced with everybody who is against on the same subject that you're approaching. So for instance, you know, there were people that are very much against things that Earth Day represented, right? People who had interested interest in polluting, <laughs> people who had interest in the work. So, but they never presented themselves as against pollution. They were for the earth. They were for clean water. They were for something better that everyone, pretty much everyone would agree, clean water is a good thing. Air that you can breathe is a good thing, right? right. So, so for the third variable in creating a movement, the third aspect of creating a movement is that uh, is that it's always available to whomever would like to jump in. So even if someone has been spouting all sorts of nonsense that doesn't even pick up on what you're putting down. 
and they all of a sudden get it, you have the grace to leave the opening for them to continue to jump, to, to come and jump in, no matter what they said before, the past is gone. You are solely about the movement forward rather than the going backwards. Mm. Now, and I think that people need to breathe that in just for a second, Jennifer. It's huge. Because one might imagine, <laughs> well, we won't call any names, but if certain people yeah. you know, who, who, who've been spouting all this nonsense, yeah you know, for years, such hatred and venom, Yes, but I've changed. And I imagine that there are people, many, many people who were against uh, integration. Sure. We we see their images. They're forever. You don't have to imagine it. We saw it. Right. But what I mean, what I, what I want to say is like, these were people who were against, who were out there. Their Mm -hmm. pictures are, are, Cast there, we can see them shouting, screaming, don't integrate. I would imagine that some of those people have changed over the years. Well, isn't and- that the reason that we we create move? I can't wait to talk about the physics of this, but isn't it the reason we create move? Isn't it the reason you're even doing this show, Terilyn? It's it's about building a bridge. Well, people who are on the other side of the bridge are gonna come across the bridge exactly. and you gotta be prepared to welcome them when they come. So it's a service heart. It's being in service to humanity and the very people that we think, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to create this movement, but that person, that person, and that person cannot come. Right. Well, why are you creating the movement? If it's truly a movement, it has to include everyone. And the very reason we create that is so people can come. But let's talk about physics for a second. Yes, because I was just going to say, Jennifer, you know, we we will start. Oh, to, it, to, yeah, I mean, saying is truly important for the work yes. of racism. So that would be the next time you come on the show. Let's talk about we'll, we'll talk about that. And I wanted to talk about it first, because because there's a foundational principle to physics that what I just shared addresses or mm-hmm. it, it exemplifies. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in creation, when we talk about the scientific version description of creation, which, you know, I love building the bridge between science and spirituality is one of my favorite things to do. So when we talk about science, at the level of physics, you know, there are waveforms, there are quarks, there are, you know, light particles and frequencies, all that we don't need to know about that and get overwhelmed by it. What we do need to know is that there's a certain coherence in physics where all of the different dimensions of reality can come together and they work in, enti- in harmony. So imagine the many, many different dimensions. We're in a third dimension, but there is a second dimension and a first dimension. And there are many people talk about the fifth dimension. I think there was even a singing group, you know, right. right? So (laughs) there are dimensions and dimensions of reality. The thing that ties every dimension together is love. Mm, Yes. Gravity, gravity, Mm -hmm. like centrifugal force. Mm-hmm. actually ties off every dimension together. I can tell you why. If you look at the, our earth, it's spinning. Our earth is spinning around a sun. Mm-hmm. Our, our um, solar system is spinning in the Milky Way. This Milky Way is spinning 
in other with other galaxies around the universe mm-hmm. there is people don't you know when people say oh gravity okay i get what gravity is but everything is spinning which means that there is a there is a force that pervades existence right. right and love is one of them and gravity is another so we don't need to get all scientific mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and foremost we all have all of that in common mm-hmm. We also have something else in common, which is we have atoms that have protons and a nucleus, protons within the nucleus. We have neutrons. We have electrons going around that central, you know, nucleus. And all of those atoms interact with each other and there's space between the atoms. There's even space between the electrons. And in fact, what we found is that electrons can land in many different places. And until we've decided on our reality, those electrons can occupy any number of spaces of pot for possibility. So right. even atomically and subatomically, an atom isn't really landed as what it is until the human being actually decides where it's going to land. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, there was an experiment done, and I'm sure you've heard about this experience. Experiment. If anyone has ever watched What the Bleep Do We Know, mm-hmm. they will know about this experiment. And it's an experiment where they fired subatomical, subatomical, that's <laughs> funny, subatomic particles. Okay. Um, we can call them subatomicals. It's a new word I'm inventing today. No, subatomic <laughs> particles. And we're going to fire them. And the reason I have my little board back here is that I wanted to draw people because often they have a hard time imagining and I'm a visual person myself. Mm -hmm. So imagine, imagine that through that triangle, let's say out this little point of it, you fire at a wall that has two slots in it. These two slots, um, you're going to fire subatomic particles. The two slots basically are big enough for the subatomic particles to go through. Now, when scientists did this experiment, they expected to kind of be like if that was a tennis ball machine. And mm-hmm. if these two slots were big enough for tennis balls, you're firing the tennis balls. And no matter what you do, you have an expectation that if you're going to fire tennis balls at two slots in the wall, the tennis balls are going to go through the slots pre- fairly straight. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we painted them with wet paint, the tennis balls, you would see that, let's say red paint, they would land on the wall, the wall behind in probably straight lines. You see red, sloppy, wet, dripping red paint in two straight lines where the tennis ball landed. However, and they wanted to see how subatomic particles do they have uh, behave. Now, remember, again, Everything's made of subatomic particles. So we just got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When the scientists were not in the room, Dr. Terrellin, this is what happened. So they did the, 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 par- the experiment without their intent. It was randomly fired. They weren't in the room. They weren't watching it. And something really quite astounding happened when they weren't in the room or paying attention. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened when they came back in the room, because it's the punchline. When they came back in the room, what happened was, and observed the experiment happening, 
of course, the particle subatomic particles landed in two straight lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This would be a good uh, and interesting conclusion for the break to consider. When they weren't in the room, however, they Mm -hmm. got a different result. Yeah. The particles went through the two slots and instead of landing in two straight lines, they actually disrupted the field and created a wave-like form that had the waves from the two slots somewhat like this. And what happened was the apex of where the waves cross is what landed on the wall. So every possibility, here's the punchline, every possibility existed. They didn't land as two slots. Any possibility existed when nobody was in the room in te- have imagining how those waveforms should land. Is- but when the people were in the room, what happened were was that what they thought should be is what actually landed on the wall. So think about that for a minute. When you're I was going to say, you know, that's pretty amazing. And we do have to take a quick break. Yeah. But and and for my listening audience who couldn't see your waves, I think what you've just expressed really plain and simply is that when there are people watching, when there are other forces at bay, we fall into alignment with whatever those other forces might be. And with their own preconceptions. Right. As as opposed to doing our, doing our own thing sometimes, which we know is the right thing to do. We may fall in line, but you probably have more to say about that. Um, And so we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be back with my guest today, Jennifer Huff. This is the Dismantle Racism Show. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
we are back today with my guest, Jennifer Huff, who is really discussing with us the physics of dismantling racism. Jennifer, I really appreciated the experiment that you just uh, shared with the listening audience because what it does is it that is it that it sets us up for the foundation of what you're sharing. I mean, so much of this work, mm-hmm. uh, so many of the things that we talked about today, the foundation is what's important. And I think people need to really understand that you can't just go out and decide I'm going to do this work without having the knowledge mm-hmm. that goes behind doing the work. And what I appreciate for you is uh, what you're doing today is your foundational work is about the physics, the things that are already going on inside of us Mm -hmm. that will help us to figure out how to navigate life in general. But of course, for me, dismantling racism. So say a little bit more, um, Jennifer, when you shared the findings of what happened during that experiment, now talk to us about how that relates to dismantling racism. Right. So the most important implication of this double slit experiment, which anyone can go and look up on Google, the most important takeaway is that one would have to be, be able to imagine that it's even possible mm. to live in harmony. If you can't imagine if you can't imagine that it's possible to live in harmony, then probably in your thinking and in your intent is maybe a little bit of fear. Like in my case, I don't want my friend, Dr. Terrilyn, to be a victim of, of anything horrible happening to her. And so I'm going to do this because I'm trying to prevent something. But you see, now that's landed on the wall. Mm. It's like a single focused human being that truly can imagine the end result, even if it's not in their lifetime. It doesn't even have to be in your lifetime. It just, it's like Martin Luther King, right? Mm-hmm. He had, he was single focused. That guy was all about what he was about. Mm-hmm. And you could hear it in every speech. He was relentless. He, he, he talked about being of service. He talked about be, getting out there, being the change. Love, he talked about, you know, love. He talked early. about that this is not just for Black people. This is for all people. He was focused and he oh. could see it. He said, I've seen the other side. Exactly. I just want us to pause just for a second because... Yeah. This this idea of imagining that it's possible yes. is critical. And I say that mm-hmm. because you know, there are a group of people out here who are not thinking about this. They want to be racist. They want to just say, I don't have anything to do with racism. Right. I'm, you know, their whole group. One, I'm not racist, so I'm not going to deal with it. The other one, yeah, I'm racist and I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. I think the audience that you are in particular are speaking to today are the people who are saying, I want to be a part of a movement to dismantle racism. And I want to do it in my own world. I don't have to be a Dr. King, but I can be who I am and knowing my place in that, but also believing it's possible. Because I have to tell you, Jennifer, 
that there are people of color who are probably listening to this show right now mm-hmm. saying, you know what? Nothing's changed. And, 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 and this mindset that is difficult to change. There are probably white people who've been in the movement for a while yeah. who are pretty, who are feeling overwhelmed, I'm sure, or oh, wondering yeah. if it's possible. There are people new to the movement who are probably saying, can we really change anything? So what I hear you saying in describing this experiment and in talking about the physics of it, what I hear you saying is to imagine that it's possible. And, you know, in my belief, I would say to hope and to have faith that it's mm-hmm. possible. But I love that you're using the scientific way of showing people, wait, it starts with the it thinking. It cannot happen without being able to line up with a vision of what it might, it doesn't even have to, you don't have to know how to get there. You mm-hmm. just have to recognize the feeling of what it feels like in order to live it. Listen, our subatomic particles live in perfect harmony. If you imagine all physics wants to do, and you can interchange the universe wants to do is expand forward and out. It wants to create upon itself and we're microcosms of that greater macrocosm. So we're creators at a subatomic level. We, it's just, we're, we have minds that are imaginative and we can create. So, you know, one of the experiments that was done was, uh, I mean, there were, there are runners that have done this. There are basketball players that have done it. The, the most famous one is around basketball players doing an experiment where they imagined, uh, basically made my mom was a basketball player, making the shot, like not even touching the rim is just like a swoosh, just right through. Right. And, um, they would practice for a half an hour a day before they would go to bed, you know, imagining that all their shots from the line were just like constantly going in. Right. And so, and so, um, I actually did this when my mother told me about this experiment. Um, it's too bad I have monocular vision or I probably would have been good at basketball. <laughs> I have no depth perception. So, so much for that. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was it affected the results of, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, making shots from the line profoundly by mm-hmm. letting your biochemistry catch up with that. But it also created a result in in consciousness, it's it you tell you're actually telling your electrons that's where I want you to land. That's mm-hmm. the reality I want you to support within me. And then what happens is there's a little part of your brain called the reticular activating device. Yes. When you make a decision that something is important to you and believe in, and I just want to talk about hope for a second. How is there hope? Well, everything's made of particles of physics, and what you focus on expands. So if you're not if you're focused on what you're afraid of happening again, you are not stuck. You're actually recreating the same reality over and over again. So those people will have lost hope and they're waiting for someone else to make the change to give them evidence mm. that, that something can change. Mm-hmm. If we start creating one of the things that I tell people when they've lost hope is I want you to create an evidence journey journal. And I don't care. I don't care what happens day, that day. I don't care if there's a tornado that goes through your garage. Okay. One 
one needs to develop evidence that something is shifting. And so having an evidence journal is really important in order to create the hope. Hope and faith are important. Hope particularly because it's the crack through which the possibility of imagining something different happens. I'm going to say that again. Hope is the crack through what through which being able to imagine a different future happens. Mm. And so an evidence journal, what it does is it opens the crack a little bit. Mm. So hope is paramount. And there is what's really important secondarily to hope is that now we now we know I mean there's so much to talk about here I could we could talk about stuff till the cows come home <laughs> right but when we're dismantling racism when we're looking to actually create a new reality you have to be able to imagine it in order mm-hmm. to be able to imagine it there has to be a crack of hope and you mm-hmm. have to be collecting evidence that's mm-hmm. what physics tells us the mm-hmm. next thing is We have this tool within our body called expansion or contraction. This is powerful, okay? Remember, I said consciousness, creation, life wants to move forward and out. It wants to create upon itself. When you're in alignment with that forward and out natural propensity that life has, particles of physics behave this way. You are in alignment with the creative force that makes worlds. You're in alignment with God. God is creator. That's why we call it him, her, whatever you say, create creator, creation, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. it's constant created us. So that is a forward and out movement. When we are in alignment with the creative force that makes worlds, universes, it feels in ourselves expansive it's a physical sensation of expansiveness so when we are out of alignment thank goodness what we're doing is we're pinching off the creative force that comes through us that's facilitating our life Mm -hmm. when we pinch off that creative force our ability to affect change disappears now here's the cool thing about this conversation my friend is that is that people say, oh my gosh, well, you know, what about the people that are white supremacists? You know, what about the, 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 you know, the white pointy head people, you know? And I think to myself, yeah, but they're not creating something. They're trying to keep it the same. Mm -hmm. So the amount of God in their creation is is lacking so in scientific so, terms okay so jennifer this is perfect place for isn't us to it take a break because we have yeah. to take a break but i want to come back i want to talk about that so so remember after the break i want you to pick up on the difference between what you're explaining yes about people who are creating a movement to dismantle racism versus yes. people who are trying to keep it the same because I think what you just said is mm-hmm. so important. But you said a whole bunch of stuff yeah. there that we're going to need to to sort of recap uh, when you come back around imagination crack. I love how you summarize that, and mm-hmm. so hopefully 
hopefully we'll get a chance to do that when we come Mm -hmm. back from the break, but we're going to pick up our conversations on the physics of dismantling racism. We'll be right back. Join us every Tuesday at 4pm Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses and experts in psychology and behaviour to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4pm every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We are back with Dismantle Racism. And before the break, Jennifer, you did such a great job of opening us up to imagination and helping us to understand the the crack of hope and expansion. And then you were ending talking about the people who would counter, you know, that the the expansion and the contrasting and, and opening this avenue up to experience all that the creator has to offer us mm-hmm. in terms of having hope to dismantle racism. And, and so let's talk about that a little bit more because you do have those other forces out yep. here and people are saying like, well, where's the God? Where's the God in them? Like people Hello. will say that to me as a spiritual leader, when I say to folks, mm-hmm. you know, God is in all of us. And they're like, well, I don't know mm-hmm. where God is in the, but talk to us from a physics perspective, as you were saying yep. about, uh, those type of people who are just so against stuff having racial equity yeah against the good so so here's the beauty in this perfectly imperfect world <laughs> one of ugh, i want to say this so specific so correctly so 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 much so that it is heard deeply when we have contrast in front of us when we have uh, someone or a body of people that are doing something that seems so contra what love would do you know it's one of my favorite questions to ever ask what would love do 
-hmm. Whenever you answer that question, what would love do? Um, the answer is always going to be expansive, right? What would right. love do? It's always going to be in alignment with all of creation. Remember we said love permeates every dimension. So of course it's going to be expansive. Mm -hmm. Now, when people are responding to the answer, um, to the question, what would fear do? What happens is they will do things collectively and individually that activate the fear within us. And when we feel fear, we contract. However, we don't have to. Things that people do in the world, now, easy for me to say, I'm white. I can witness people doing some crazy stuff. Um, and a lot of times when it comes to racism, it's going to be a white person doing some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can witness that and I can be ashamed or I could be embarrassed and that could contract me. But I don't look at it that way. And um, I imagine, um, I imagine that being, it, it would be really scary. Like I might be ashamed, whereas you might witness it and be really afraid. Mm -hmm. Both of those are catalysts. They're, those emotions are catalysts. They are clarifiers. And what they do is for me, all of the emotions, and again, we go back to MLK because he did talk about this, use it as fuel. It's exactly. fuel. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it catalyzes me to more profound answers about what love would do. Interestingly enough, it seems so weird that what love would do for me is talk about the physics of this. And that's one of my answers to what would love would do, because if people can understand, then there, if people can understand physics, all of a sudden there is hope. Mm. Because if we understand that if you're in alignment with the entire universe and you're answering the question, what would love do? You're now in alignment with the direction of creation. Now you've got all the power of creation on your side. But when you're doing those crazy things, um, and I don't want to use the word crazy. When you're doing those disconnected things is a, is a much more accurate word. When you're, when you're disconnected from your heart and taking action, when you're acting from fear, mm. what's happening is it's all about keeping things the same or keeping things similar. It's about fear and it feels contractive. And we all know what that feels like. And we can use it to catalyze us to go even more deeply into answers that we haven't even heard yet that would even include their benefit. And so I, and when you say their benefit, meaning the, the person would make, living in fear. It would okay. make the yeah. world around them because they don't know what they're seeking is they don't know that what they're really seeking, that's the solution they've come up with. The solution is to keep it all the same and to be against and everybody separate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the solution right. they've come up with. That's what fear comes up with. But what we've come up with is the possibility that actually we could just all dance together and it, it, it will be much more interesting, much right. more co-creative. We'll come up with fabulous solutions because when you get people with different ideas and different cultural backgrounds together, my God, when you come up with this so much more interesting and, and stimulating. It's than... so much more colorful is really. Right. I, I, I want to just pause just yeah. for a second because, mm -hmm. you know, I want our audience to know that when you're talking about the people um, that are living in fear, because we, we, we've talked about the 
other folks who want to keep things the same. And you've also talked a lot about the people who want to engage in this movement. Fear can keep us from doing anything. And so I think what we want our show, our audience to know today, because we're, we're drawing to a close mm-hmm. and there's so much more to talk about, is that don't stay in that place of fear. What you're asking us to do is to expand and not contract and to believe that change is possible. What I love about what you described in terms of witnessing something about having this idea of I can stay in this place of feeling ashamed, but you don't do that, Jennifer Hoff. And when I teach my classes on dismantling racism, I always say to white people, you don't have to live in guilt. You don't have to live in shame. What you need to do is to decide what you want to do from this day forward, Mm -hmm. right? Because, and look, I often ask people to look back at the past to see who were the white folks who did decide to show up. Yeah. Because you have models of expansion that are out there. And so I want to encourage our listening audience today to just understand that seek to expand and be a part of creation that wants the best for all of us. I started today talking about breathing in love and Mm -hmm. in that breathing in, I said, you are loved and you are loved. And I didn't even know that Jennifer was going to really talk so much about this idea of love. But what I appreciate is the physics of it. Now, Jennifer. We have probably just a couple of more minutes. Yes. So what I'd like you to do, what, what do you feel that you want to share with our audience that you haven't already shared in about a minute? What would be one of the major takeaways that you would want our audience to know? Well, let's make it hugely practical and let's make it based on some of the things that we've already talked about. First of all, I would say that um, when we're in fear or in in shame or in whatever sort of sub God feeling that we're in the evidence journal becomes paramount. Mm -hmm. You and I have evidence. We also have evidence of the, uh, of the good. We have evidence of the bad too. However, we have evidence that when we're focused on possibility and what can happen, what happens is so far beyond what happens when we're in fear. It's so miraculous. It's so worth focusing on. So an evidence journal is a something practically that when you get into that space, you go to the evidence journal, you start reading the evidence that you've collected for years. I promise you, it will shift your energy. Now you've opened the door to hope. Now you can reimagine again. So it's a very practical thing to do. The thing I really want to say is that the world is not stuck. The world is not stuck. That is not the evidence I have. That same man that I talked about, Earth Day, he actually is working on a project right now that when it breaks the news, it will be, it will be, it will, it will make our hearts sing. It will give us another level of hope. It'll go in your evidence journal. Mm-hmm. What you're doing for your church that was burnt down you know, and the people that have come to you and the, the, the possibility that's in front of you, you get to see the good in humanity out of something really crappy. Yeah. yeah. Is an understatement. Right. So understand. So for me, the biggest thing is very practical. If everyone can start an evidence journal today, start collecting evidence because either you're going to be right that something's wrong and you're going to go in a circle 
mm-hmm. or you're actually going to see the possibility and what's happening in humanity as us being co-creators and you're going to experience the spiral upwards instead. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, we are, we've run out of time. So tell mm-hmm. people how they can get a copy of your book. And then also with that, how they can get in touch with you. Oh gosh. Join us for um, our, uh, our release party at the wideawakening.com forward slash unstuck. And uh, we will have conversations just like this deep and juicy. So thank yeah. you. Well, you can see that, that the wonderful, brilliant Jennifer Huff has so much to offer to us. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on the show. Please get a copy of her book, Unstuck, because it will help you beyond just, not just, beyond dismantling racism. It will help you really change your life and your way of thinking, doing, and being. And so I want to invite you to stay tuned for the Conscious Consultant Hour with Sam Leibowitz, where he helps you to walk through life with the greatest of ease. Today, tap into that sacred part of you that allows you to make choices that manifest your greatness and the greatness of those around you. Until next time, be well, be safe, and be encouraged. Bye for now. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey!
Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 